Hi, this is Adam from Tribulation. Uh, you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, along with Adam Zars. Quite the honor. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today on IUF. This is an exciting way to kick off 2021 for you and the rest of the guys over at Tribulation with the release of your fifth studio album, where the gloom becomes sound, arrives January 29th on Century Media and Metal Bid Records. You know, first off, Adam, I want to say congratulations on be- becoming a father again on your on your on your new kid, um, and you. also congratulations on all of the well-deserved recognition the new album has been getting so far, especially with the singles Leviathans and Hour of the Wolf. And so much to unravel about all this. But before we get to all that, Adam, I think I'm going to ask a very important question to start things off. And I'm going to put you on the spot. It's a simple question, but I think it's an important one to ask considering where we are at our lives at this point. How are you? <laughs> you know, how's life for you right now? I know I know you, you talked about the new kid. You're having a new album. Just, you know, our lives have pretty much changed since back in March. It's almost been a year. You know, how's life out there right now for you? You're in Sweden. Am I correct? Yeah, you are. Um, well, life is life is pretty good, I'd say. Um, we finally have some snow actually today. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, it actually I'm in Dallas. It actually snowed yesterday. I'm not kidding. Oh really? It, yeah, it actually snowed in Texas. So for the record, for my listeners, it does snow in Texas. I mean, of <laughs> course, right now the sun is out. Obviously, you can see it hitting on my face. But um, anyway, go ahead. But I I can see where you're coming from. Like it's kind of funny that snow right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, some people in Sweden might be experiencing a different kind of lockdown soon, I guess. Right. Um, but no, life is, life is good, I would say. Um, and I think it's, it's been harder for a lot of other people. I'm, I, I don't mind being at home. I, I don't buy, mind being on my own. Uh, so for me, this is, you know, as I, I, I'm guessing uh, a lot of other musicians might agree with, it's, you know, some kind of a, you know, secret, uh, not dream, but it, it's, it's, it's it's a break that is <laughs> rarely there otherwise because I mean and we've been touring so much over the years, at least since like 2015, we've constantly been touring and playing. So in a way, it's it's uh, it's been a break from all that um, and uh, a chance to you know ground yourself <laughs> in a yeah. way. Yeah, that that's I've a. Also, I've also recently moved away from Stockholm, so um, things are a bit more quiet than they than they used to be, and uh, that's that's fine on me. Um, but um, and I've been you know spared, uh, no 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 virus so far. That's good. Um, but then again, uh, everything else is in chaos, so. It's kind of difficult to feel good about that anyway. Yeah, but then here we are doing what we love doing, you know, and obviously we would do these interviews in person. But, you know, speaking of the touring life, I want to ask, you know, Adam, 
you've been at this for nearly 20 years and i know tribulation started off in 2004 you can even date it back to 2001 with hazard and you played you know whether it's with tribulation or hazard or repugnant or enforcer or tyran i think did i say that name correctly the name of that band yeah, Tiran. Yeah, yeah, Tiran. Okay, okay, there we go. <laughs> for the record, so I don't say it correctly. You know, I want to ask, you know, how is the touring life for you personally? Because you said, like yourself, you know, you've done some extensive touring throughout your career, whether that's at, you know, Inferno Metal Fest or Hell Fest or Bang Your Head Festival or Roadburn. And now we're all kind of taking kind of like an unexpected step back. And does it make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life? Because we're talking, you know, culture fans even the food there's just so many things to pick apart about what yeah. makes touring amazing what was your biggest personal takeaway from touring now that we are where we're at well apart from uh playing live uh, and you know that's not always you know the the greatest experience but when it <laughs> is it's, it's it's the best thing there is almost um and that's often the case, I have to say. But uh, apart from that, what I miss the most is, uh, you know, traveling. And like you said, food. <laughs> that's that's one of the things we do when we're on tour. You know, we try to find try to find good restaurants, good food. And um, right now, I'm like I said, I moved from Stockholm, and around here there are no restaurants, so <laughs> I have to rely on my own cooking. Uh, which is fine, I guess, but <laughs> it'll be kind of refreshing when you finally go back out on, on the road when that happens. Yeah. Like, okay, I don't have to cook anymore. Let's just go on the road so I can actually relax. You know, that's another way to look at it, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and yeah, growing appreciation. Absolutely. Uh, you, you miss, you miss all of that. Um, all the, seeing seeing new places when you can when you when you're not seeing the inside of a bus or yeah. you know some kind of a dressing room <laughs> you know and that can be fairly depressing at times but um just um and like i said i i, I manage well on my own i i don't need a lot of social interaction with people but this has become some kind of an extreme <laughs> asceticism almost <laughs> yeah and so, you know but yeah but I, I was i was gonna say that it's an interesting perspective coming from you because you know i didn't even know i was uh like kind of like a homebody after the pandemic started you know and i was at a show every week i don't know how the schedule was for you like you said you were touring for a long time and now we're kind of just oh okay i'll just do what i have to do here and then pick up where i left off and considering the fact that you guys do wear makeup and have horror themes, maybe even supernatural themes on stage, does it feel like you're taking on a different persona when you're playing live? Like, does it help with a presentation of who Tribulation is? Because it feels like the way I saw it, following you guys for as long as I have, felt like you were portraying the music in a visual presentation. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that was the idea from the beginning, at least. Uh, singing about death and look, looking like death. <laughs> <laughs> but um, definitely uh, a different, and I've been thinking about this uh, recently. Um, and it's it's not like I'm, you know, suspecting 
it is with a band like you know Kiss. That <laughs> you know, it's a it's a character. Yeah. Uh, and to some extent, it is a character. You know, uh, regardless of what anyone wants to believe, uh, at the end of the day, you know, most of this is entertainment. Um, even though we're trying to view it uh, from a different perspective and getting into the makeup and getting into those clothes and all that it's become um, sort of like a ritual into getting into that uh, character or that you know that aspect of of yourself that's um, highlighted I guess on stage mm -hmm. Um, because it is a different persona. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it, and I get surprised sometimes, you know, when, when I see video clips of us that we're doing it, because it's, it's kind of the opposite of how I usually am. Um, so getting into the makeup definitely uh, helps you get into that zone, I guess. You know, a very popular topic on this show, and you've seen this, you know, for the last, well, we're in January now, 2021. We're, we can date it back to almost a year. And a very popular topic on the show is, you've seen it, live streaming. A lot of the bands, what they do on stage, they're taking it to what we're doing right now, obviously virtual. And we had bands, you know, uh, we had bands like, you know, Insomnium, like I was talking to Nilo from Insomnium. He was on the show. He was telling me about his experience on when they sold virtual tickets to the fans and then they were pre-recorded a show and streamed it for them, you know, and then we had, and then bands like Lamb of God did it, Behemoth did it, August Burns Red, Code Orange, I think one of the first bands to do the live streaming. So I wanted to ask Adam, with all the experience that you've taken in throughout your, your career, the different venues, the different cultures, the different you know, just fan bases that you've encountered throughout your life. Do you think that the quarantine-induced live streaming surge we're seeing right now from all these artists, do you think that's going to affect the touring musician business going forward? Like, do you still see bands doing all this even after all this is over? Mm, I guess it depends, but it's it's opened some kind of a door. Yeah. Uh, I guess it... I, I don't actually know this, but if it's working, then absolutely. Um, and we, you know, we don't know what the situation will be like with the traveling around the world. Um, and I know just for us getting into the US, even without the pandemic, uh, um, got harder um, whenever it was like a, a year ago or or, or something like that, more expensive and more more paperwork and all that. Mm -hmm. and, and it was fairly difficult to get a visa even before that. So, so the current insanity, I guess, of the world isn't helping. I think. So, and if it gets if that gets worse or if it continues like this, uh, and people can stream i'm sure they will and yeah. hopefully, hopefully that won't be the case uh, but it's all it's always good to have to have that op option as well i think yeah and 
I like asking that question. There's no right or wrong, right or wrong answer to it, and, and your answer is perfect because I have artists who say, yeah, it's I love to do live streaming. It still allows me a, a, a way to engage with my fans. Mm-hmm. And then I have some artists who say, oh, I'm not doing shit until all this is over. You know, I don't know if that's something that's ever crossed Tribulation's mind because I know what makes Tribulation Tribulation is the live presence that you guys have on stage. Of course, I have the liberty to mosh in my own room if I want to, but, you know, how long can I do it? You know, we're almost a year removed from the live experience, but I don't know. Have you guys ever thought about maybe doing it, like, as far as live streaming is concerned? You have a new album coming out, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, We've just talked about it a little bit, really. But, um, you know, from, from, from my own perspective, it seems like we, uh, we, we probably have to. And I'm, I, was, I was skeptical to begin with. Um, not, not about the phenomenon in itself, but, you know, tribula- tribulation entering into it. But as with anything else that we've been doing, as long as we can do it, our way then that's fine for us um so i think it depends on how things develop now yeah i mean we have a european tour booked in uh, september october but we have no idea whether that's or not um so we wanna we wanna be able to play these songs live as well um and if that isn't happening i'm fairly sure we're gonna do some kind of a live stream and even if it happens we might do it uh you know why not yeah i mean making the best of the situation is easier said than done but you know we got to see what happens you know i mean there's there's that point where of creativity i don't know if there's like a ceiling saying okay we did this live streaming now what you know there's there's always that to think about so you know, Adam, we already talked about so much from head to toe. I promise we'll talk about the fifth album now. You know, Where the Gloom Becomes Sound comes out January 29th and on Century Media Metal Blade. And this is the follow-up to the Grammy Award-winning album you guys put out in 2018 called Down Below, which was a huge step for you guys. You know, first things first, was there any pressure when you guys first got together when you, to write new material since then? Um. Yes and no, I would say. <laughs> okay. Um, and it, it, as with anything else, at least for me, um, things go in waves, you know. So, you know, when we we're, when we're out touring, meeting other bands, seeing other bands, seeing how the crowd reacts to certain songs, you kind of subconsciously start thinking you know oh that works <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, and so on but when you know once you're getting into that creative bubble of sorts it kind of vanishes mm. uh, in a way um, and we are always quite you know, introverted when we're doing it. Um, and we always rely on the, the process to, you know, get us where we 
had to go in a kind of like an intuitive way. Um, and we're not even, it's, you know, sometimes when we're writing or when we're recording, it can feel a bit overwhelming because it, it you get the feeling that we don't even have, you know, the material finished, the, we don't have a title, we don't have a cover. And then mm -hmm. at the end of, at the end of the process, it's, it's always there <laughs> somehow. Yeah, so we, we still have faith in 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 that process that things will eventually, uh, you know, fall into place, and uh, we don't kind of we don't allow <laughs> for that outward you know influence to to affect us too much at least. So that pressure of doing things a certain way or living up to people's expectations. Uh, yes, sometimes I think about it, but no, when when we're when we're actually doing it, that goes away. Yeah, and you know that was well said. And I, I do want to talk about the influences here in just a second. Now, with this new album, when when I got the copy of Where the Gloom Becomes Sound, like it's been on repeat in my studio when I got it, and when I heard it, it was just good. What, what's that? I don't even have it. <laughs> oh, are you serious? <laughs> it's an amazing album. I just got to say, you know, from <laughs> that's pretty funny. I'm going to put that on record right now. Uh, you know, that's pretty because when I heard it, you know, from In Remembrance to Leviathans to Daughter of the Jinn to Inanna to the Closing Wilderness track, that was as good as it gets. And it was just a blended fusion of old school to modern black metal, heavy metal, death doom even psychedelic it reminded me of the sounds of cloak in solitude watain repugnant i'll even throw morbus cron in there you know and the common theme that i'm hearing amongst like the publicists is just deathly chills fi filling the autumn air it's exactly what i got and it was just an otherworldly force that i felt when i heard this album so having said all that how much did things change from when you guys first started composing on this album Tori, you ended up finishing it. Did a lot change in between? Did nothing change in between? Was there already a specific sound you guys knew you wanted with Where the Gloom Becomes Sound? Um, we usually, <clears throat> or I usually say something, you know, I want this album to sound like, wish you were here. <laughs> I think I said <laughs> with, with this one. And I always say crap like that because, you know, have to have to have some kind of, uh, not goal, but uh, direction at least. I'm still laughing about when you said you haven't heard it yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I said, I said, I don't have it. Oh yeah, no, that, yeah, that, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> because I don't, I don't actually have it. Uh, <laughs> Someone give this man his record. <laughs> yeah, he might be in Stockholm. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> anyway, well, but, carry, carry, yeah, go ahead and carry on. Yeah. And it never ends up where we intended it to go. But it's not it's not like we intended to actually end up there. But um, um, on this album, I remember one one occasion on tour, I think, uh, where it was on tour, but don't remember where we were, uh, but on the tour bus at least. And Jonathan played 
uh, in Anna. And that kind of set the, the tone, set a certain vibe, to me at least, of where, where this album could end up at least. Uh, and feeling uh, positive about it and, uh, you know, enthusiastic. Um, and Jonathan wrote, he wrote most of the songs on this one. He wrote seven of the songs that ended up on the album. And I did three of them. Uh, so his songs did change a bit. You know, he, he's always uh, demoing the songs, sending it, and then um, we have our say, you know. And, and we, we had put aside, uh, I think it was 10 days, maybe, maybe more, uh, at the beginning of the studio session, just, just for rehearsing and uh, changing stuff, if we wanted to change stuff. And I mean, these changes had been going on somewhat before that as well. But um, some of it changed. Uh, you have to, you know, Oscar has to put his drumming mark on the songs. Uh, Johannes has his particular voice. And uh, and we're, we're honest with each other, like, um, the song uh, Funeral Pyre. That was the one that we finished last, I think. Uh, and that was one of my songs. And when we were in the studio, Jonathan just said that it's, and I hadn't finished it, but he just said that it's not good enough. Oh. Yeah, which is, which is fine. That actually uh, may be my favorite song on there, because I know you had a theremin in that song as well. Well, it's not a theremin. It's, it's a, oh, it's actually, oh, okay, yeah, that, okay, yeah. I, I was just about to say I, I, I had to catch myself because it sounded like a theremin, yeah. but it's a guitar, yeah. Guitar. You know, so so that song changed. I, I had to go home, um, rearrange everything. Um, it, it initially had the potential of being a really long song, but then it ended up being this, you know, rocker <laughs> almost. Uh, so that was a good thing, and that's that's one of the steps we have, you know, being brutally brutally honest with each other, in order to you know not release something that we don't think is up to scratch. So yeah. it uh, some some things change a lot, and other things just remain the way they are. Speaking of brutally honest, let's talk about your new guitarist, Joseph Thole. Yeah. Who's played with Enforcer? Who's played with you on Enforcer actually, and has yeah. played with Hazard before Hazard became Tribulation. Also played with bands like Black Trip and Corrupt, and he took over as soon as your previous longtime contributing guitarist Jonathan Holton, like you described, left the band. What new element does Joseph bring, or perhaps brought back, into Tribulation that the lineup may not have be had had before? Well, that that has to be his songwriting abilities, I yes. guess. Um, he, apart from, you know, the hanging out bit, <laughs> of course, I mean, he's a, he's a good friend of ours. But uh, creatively, he's, we've all admired him as a songwriter for many, many years. And, uh, and that, you know, that was one of the things that felt 
you know that that made the transition from Jonathan into a new guitar player work because at at one point we you know if if Joseph had said no mm. then we weren't sure or I wasn't sure at least that we could even continue because uh Jonathan has been such a big part of the band from the very first day and you know we've really built what tribulation is together so we really needed someone like Joseph someone who Jonathan also admires um and who knows the band on on not just you know a superficial level but deeper than that um and um he's he he's got a way of i think he's got the right melancholic side of his songwriting to fit well with the band um and he's even written i asked about i asked him um a few weeks ago because i you know i was encouraging him to to uh, see if he had anything that he thought might fit the band and yeah. he, you know, he he'd been writing tribulation stuff <laughs> on his own before so uh, yeah it, it was really hopefully at least and i think it is uh, a perfect match for the band yeah and i'm really looking forward to to actually writing with him now yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, you guys do have a new, new album coming out. Maybe he just has something already in store for something else, you know, coming forward in 2021. Yeah, yeah. And it always shows that you actually developed chemistry with Joseph prior, you know, mm. before him joining Tribulation. So I, I thought it was just a very interesting question that I'm sure a lot of the fans would want, want to know. And, you know, with Tribulation, the lyricism and the themes inside your band, it surrounds horror and death. And you said myth and magic, you know, myth and magic. And the five elements, and I, and uh, I know there's a specific word for that, but the title, "Where the Gloom Becomes Sound," was inspired by you know you guys talked about it, but was inspired by German dark wave artists, you know, uh, Sopra Eternus and the Ensemble of Shadows. There is a line that goes down further down where the gloom becomes sound, on the cell where your love might be found, and that alone has captivated you guys for several years. And now it finally felt appropriate to conceptually pay homage to one of your artists. So now that I've described all that to you, Adam, how important are themes to you? Is that more about helping you guys write or sound, or is that more for the audience? Because a lot of artists, they don't really care about themes. They just do 10 songs in the studio, and that's it. <laughs> but well, like with Tribulation, I feel like there's a specific like goal that you guys had in mind when it came to delivering the theme to the audience, to the listeners, even for yourself. Well, um, we we kind of work with uh, you know synchronicity <laughs> almost. Okay. When, when we did when we did the down down under, I was about to say uh, down below. <laughs> okay, I was like down under. <laughs> <laughs> Australia, sure. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, I read, some, I read a few reviews where they thought it was called Down Under, actually. <laughs> um, we'll, nick we'll nickname it that, all right? <laughs> yeah. 
we uh, both me and, jo and Jonathan had been reading about the underworld, the myth mythological underworld, mm -hmm. and we both been inspired by that f for the songwriting. And because of that, and we hadn't been talking about it, but because we had, that was, you know, okay, then obviously this is what we're doing now. And the same thing happened now. And I, I, I mean, I'd like to say that it's, it's, it's not a concept album about the five elements, but that was just what we had at hand, what we had both been reading about. So, and we both, named our songs you know with working titles we, you know one song called fire and, <laughs> and one song called water more or less okay so so that that just happened so then of course we're gonna go with that to to us it's obvious um and um using mythology and the worlds of religion and magic is really a, a means to be able to express what we want to express, what, whatever that is, because we always want our music to be uh, to be an expression of well, as the title goes, where the gloom becomes sound. Mm -hmm some kind of a um, an atmosphere that we previously found in other works of art and creativity and the the most obvious example still and that was the case on the first album as well was Werner Herzog's uh, Nosferatu movie not ac what's actually going on in it but just the feeling of the movie. <laughs> so that's kind of what we've been trying to express. And since we're doing that, we're trying to express some kind of a vague feeling. Mm -hmm. um, it always seems more apt to write lyrics that have the same or a similar um, vagueness and otherworldly quality to them rather than writing about politics or whatever people are writing about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and what did I say earlier in the interview? I said, I had that otherworldly feeling when I was listening to this album. Do you see, you know, where the gloom becomes sound? Do you see it as a snapshot of where you are at a certain time in your life looking back? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's been the case always with us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have the raw material, whatever those consist of. Um, like, like I just said, that vague feeling from Nosferatu uh, being one of them. Uh, then we can express that in in different ways. The first being what we sounded like on the horror, and that really reflected us at that time. And uh, we've never wanted to to make like a 
uh, you know, a cover <laughs> cover album of our previous material, kind of. Yeah. Trying to trying to go for something that doesn't feel right. So we've always updated the music with where we are at the moment. So this is absolutely a snapshot of where we are right now, or a year ago at least. Yeah, or even a year from now, you know. And you know, from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in, Adam, that we've already discussed about, whether it's a tribulation or repugnant or enforcer or tyrant, the way the way the right way to say it, you know, <laughs> have your aspirations as a person or a band have they changed or evolved since when you first started playing music in the industry? Do you see things differently now? Um, uh, both yes and no. I mean, at least with tribulation, we've always had. Um, kind of a strict sense of, you know, artistic integrity, maybe. Yeah. What's important is the music, the, not the albums, really, uh, in general. And then, of course, we're playing live as well, but... um, it's kind of, you know, the music is kind of more, more uh, important. I think the you know you need the music to be able to play live anyway. Of but, course. Uh, um, and with Enforcer, it was kind of the same. But you know, we all also wanted to, we wanted to tour, we wanted to party, we wanted to, you know, raise hell, <laughs> we wanted to travel. Um, and all Pretty, that you can just check out all those off the list because you've done all <laughs> that. <laughs> sex, 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 and rock and roll. <laughs> um, and you know, that's still fun. Uh, traveling, like like I said, is you know what I miss the most. Uh, but I think I would be able to do tribulation even if we didn't play five at all. Just you know, write and record. That that's really interesting. Yeah, that's that's the most uh, pers- to me at least. It's it's the most important aspect of it, just to create because it's you know kind of have to. I kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, and I think that also shows that how much you have dedication to your craft. It's not just about the touring, you know, uh, sex, drugs, rock, rock and roll. You know, that's that's a common saying. But you guys, it's all it's also about how the music just runs in your bloodline. You have five albums, Adam, you know, and you've played with so many other bands. Like it shows that, again, like you have a dedication to the music that you write and you can still write even if we're in this craziness, what you call it. And that even has me excited, you know, as a fan, like you, you can you can say you don't have to even deliver it to the, you know, as far as live experience is concerned, you can still continue to write music. And I think that, yeah, you know, and you, and you put it the best way. Now, this is the last part of the interview. I want to make sure. Do you have five minutes, Adam, before I let you go yeah, here? Sure. Okay. So this is something I do for my guests. It's a really fun part. Unfortunately, this is the last part, but we're going to end things off on a really cool note. What I'm going to do, I'm going to see if, uh, well, before I say that, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. All right. I'm going to see if you know the lyrics to your own songs. Are you up for that challenge? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You're not nervous, are you? That was probably the most quickest answer I ever heard. <laughs> uh, you know, let's let's see how it goes. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm gonna start you off easy. I just hand selected a few. You know, it's always funny because when I ask this question, I always surprise the musician. They're like, "Oh." I'm not going to get any song right. And they get every song right. And then some musician would say, oh, uh, yeah, sure. I'd love to do it. And they get every song wrong. It's always funny when I do that. So, so <laughs> what I'm going to do. <laughs> it's kind of like this, you know, with some of Jonathan's songs. Yeah. Or his, his lyrics. I think I, I kind of, you know, on stage, if you're singing along, I... I'm not sure about this, but I'm suspecting I'm kind of doing the same thing as I did when I was a kid and didn't know English very well. You know, just kind of saying what I think it is. Uh, so let's 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 see. <laughs> that actually has me excited now. Okay, like I said, I'm gonna start you off easy. I'm gonna read the lyric and then you just say what song it is, okay? Here we go. All right, it's it's a little different because the delivery is I'm just reading it as opposed to just you know you know yeah. delivering it on stage. <clears throat> All right, mighty regents of the sea, ageless kings and queens, wrathful deities of floods and all rains, from the cataracts to the subterranean torrents. Yeah, leviathans. <laughs> yeah, that's just a that's just a great lyric. I feel like I could read this as a lullaby to just a kid falling asleep. All right, that was good. You on you're you're on a roll. Here we go. Yeah. Now, I'm not going in order, so that's another thing to note. There's a wind of disease emanating from a distant mist. Beware the dancing one's breath. Beware the witch's kiss. Oh. Um, Spectres, maybe? Yep, yep, Spectre, you got it. I was going to read the next few lines because the title <laughs> was in, and I was like, oh, should I stop there and see if Adam got it? You got it. Yeah, this is from The Formulas of Death 2013 great record now this now this one okay this is actually one of my personal favorites death comes slow to you eternally over over oceans of time inexorably because you'll feel you'll feel the power for the blood is the life undead unhallowed unclean <laughs> it's here be dragons yeah from down under just kidding down below 2018 <laughs> um yeah that's a great record if, if my listeners who don't know pick up that record if you haven't it's a grammy award-winning album I mean, I mean, that's all you really need. That's a summary. I mean, all right, moving on. I must squeeze myself through this narrowness towards the other side, striving, angst and a sudden empowerment. And I am through. Train so hard. Man, you're good. Children of the Night, 2015. See, you're good. You were worried there for a second. You got your songs. All right, we got a couple more. Um, again, this is, it feels like poetry. I don't know if you've actually ever heard the lyrics being delivered in this notion before. No, I don't think I have. Yeah, it, it, I feel like it diff gives it a different perspective. It also shows the growth of your lyricism as you go on through Tribulation's discography. I think that's another thing to think about. Another thing is maybe I'm making you rethink your set list. That's another thing. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got a few more. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Under a moonless sky, the owls cry. Seed is spilled in fertile soil. Now banished from the light, unions are forged through the forbidden, the alchemy of night. Jeez, uh, it's so good. It's um, spell, right? Yep, The Formulas of Death 2013. Another great song. All right. Man, you're on a roll. This is probably one of the smoothest hot seats I've ever done. Here we go. 
The fog on the graveyard lies thick on ground. The undead are moaning a terrible sound. Eerie surrounded the fiends of the night. Corpses will strike with malevolent might. Um, yeah, it's from the horror. It's... Is it... Uh... You got this. Actually, I kind of gave it away on that first line. Say that again? I gave it away on that first line, yeah. as the fog on the graveyard lies thick on ground. Oh yeah, it's, it is. Okay, then my suspicion was correct. It's Graveyard Ghouls. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> graveyard Ghouls, the horror 2009. That's the first yeah. the studio album by you guys. Should All right, last... myself there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, uh, last one. Mm -hmm. Shining star-like, luminous like a ghost, homeward bound, back through the deeps and out. Translucent skin, so pale and cold. This image reflects the doubt, but time itself is is told. I have to read that part. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, uh, lacrimosa. Lacrimosa down below. Man, you nailed it right on the dot. That was good. Awesome. You know, you know your own songs, man. This was great. Uh, this has been such a pleasure, man. Hopefully. Hopefully you guys, you know, come back to Dallas when all this is over and maybe we can do this interview in person with you or yeah. Johannes or Oscar or Joseph, whoever wants to do this. I miss doing these in person, you know, um, and obviously we all miss a live experience. But before I let you go, let you go to dinner with your family, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the music you guys put out. So much appreciation. Do you have any, like, last words, any shout outs, any plugs you want to mention to the fans or listeners who are, who are tuning in right now? Just to tell about Tribulation going forward before the new album's out? Um, just, you know, well, thank you, first of all. Uh, and I guess, hang in there. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna get through this. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna see concerts in the future as well. I hope. Yeah. If it comes from, if it comes comes from someone like Adam Zars, you have to stick with that notion. So, and everyone who's listening, Adam Zars from Tribulation, where the gloom becomes sound, comes out January 29th on Century Media and Metal Blade Records. If you can buy the merch, because the bands can't do it without your help, it's it's a it's a small request, but it's a, it's a very helpful request. Tribulation will be on the road as soon as you know, and you can check us out on interviewonfire.com. We're on Apple, Spotify, all big major podcast streams. And Adam, thank you again. Uh, you know, congrats on being another, you know, father again, you know, attending to your children, your family. Uh, please be safe out there and let's keep in touch. I will see you next time, brother. For sure. Thank you so much. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade. That's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.